Hello, my name is Sherry Braithwaite. Uh, today I have to share some stories that demonstrate a topic that has many different lessons that I've learned. Um, I'll be 51 next month. This series of 51 things I have learned in 51 years is opening up all kinds of topics for me to talk about. This one is what to teach my daughter to do when other kids are unkind to her. It's much more than turning the other cheek versus an eye for an eye. It's about um, building and sustaining healthy relationships. It's about emotional awareness and regulation. It's about personal boundaries, self-compassion and loving others. It's about being kind and making people and relationships more important than our feelings. It's about acceptance, personal responsibility, trust, making amends, forgiveness, mutual respect, mutual trust, and unity. <laughs> These are some pretty big concepts for kids to understand. They're actually big concepts for grown-ups to understand. But understanding and practicing them is a matter of living a healthy and productive, peaceful life that's full of healthy relationships and good experiences versus living in a depressing, frustrating, debilitating, friendless, disconnected world. So here it is. Feel free to share it. When we moved into our new town, I knew it wouldn't be easy to fit into a small town where all the kids were, were most likely best friends already. Um, I knew that it would be difficult for me, a single divorced mom, moving into a small town made up of predominantly happily married large families to feel like I belong but it was important to me someday I'll give another podcast on belonging <laughs> belonging as in belonging to ourselves not anyone or anything else but for the sake of this subject today I'm just talking about a sense of belonging in a new community I imagine everyone knows what that feels like it was important for me that my daughter felt like she belonged here in our new home and our new neighborhood um, and that she wasn't really actually too crazy about in the first place. <laughs> um, it didn't take, let's see, it was about one month after we moved here when Corona hit. So I'm sure that didn't help. Um, with the regulations of COVID-19 took over and for, like it did for everyone else and we became isolated through statewide quarantines. My daughter only went to school for one month before she had to come home and um, isolate. She missed her friends from our old neighborhood, so she was pretty sad about that. She had a couple of friends here, but not enough to establish good friendships. Um, and another thing that she had going against her is that about, let's see, I guess it was about a month into living here, she decided to play a joke on me, something that she has never done before in all nine years of her entire life. But unfortunately, this joke, as she called it, I call it a lie, it turned into involving the police and our entire town. It wasn't just an innocent joke on me anymore like she intended. It turned into a false alarm that shook up the entire town for days. She felt horrible. She apologized to anyone that she knew of that her life ended. She tried to make restitution in her efforts to build trust in people. We talked about that. It's so important to her to have to have trust, for people to have trust in her. 
so it was worth it to her to make amends um, you know apologize whatever it was it wasn't easy for her at all um, no one really knew her they didn't really have a reason to not trust her until that happened we did have a couple of neighbor friends who were um, so nice and welcoming to us um, but this definitely threw them for a loop I am sure just not really knowing what to think <laughs> so starting off on a bad foot and then trying to fit into an already established group of friends it felt like to her and it seemed like all odds were against her in the early summer when it started to be okay to play outside with friends one of the neighborhood girls who is strong-willed and dominant like my daughter um, I would call her Allie <laughs> she didn't want my daughter playing with her and playing with her and her best friend um, and I'll call her their mutual friend Beth she told my daughter you don't belong here you should just go home so my daughter listened and came home in tears I don't know what the whole story is I just know that my daughter felt bad I don't know if she said something to offend someone or, or any other details her experience is the only part of the story that I know I called Allie's mom a couple of days later and asked her if she knew anything about the situation if my daughter needed to apologize or make amends for anything that she said or did Allie's mom didn't know of anything and I didn't hear back from her I think um, that this issue might have been solved when my daughter decided to throw an outdoor party for one of her other friends in the neighborhood and invited Allie to come to the party from this experience she learned that when we bring our enemies closer to us that makes it difficult for them to remain our enemy then on another day that actually turned into three or four <laughs> all of the kids in the neighborhood wanted to play together but they didn't want to include my daughter when she came to join them in their neighborhood fun they they told her that they did they couldn't play um, feeling rejected she came home again in tears I was a little concerned that maybe she hadn't made full restitution yet and that some of our neighbors might have told their kids that, you know, they shouldn't play with my daughter, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> oh, the stories we tell ourselves. I asked my daughter when she came home crying, what happened? She started to say, they all hate me. I said, I didn't ask you what you think they feel. I asked you what happened. Just tell me exactly what happened, not your feelings about it. Um, you walked over there, asked them if you could play, and what did they say or do? And then, um, so it was, the reason why I, I, I described all of that is be, that separating what happened from the story that we tell ourselves about how it makes us feel um, actually helps us to calm, it kind of helps us to disconnect from that um, emotion because we kind of are making up stories, we're kind of projecting those emotions on something that really is not necessarily truth. So separating what happened from her story and how it made her feel helped calm her and allowed both of us to talk about what actually happened. Um, remember the part about me assuming that the parents told their kids to avoid her? <laughs> we all do it. Being aware of those subconscious stories and the emotions that those stories cause bring us back to reality and allows us to make a better choice, better choices in our relationships and allows for constructive or peaceful conversations. So after a few days, I sent their moms a text, going back to the story, 
Let's see, where did I leave off? The part about, um, yeah, she went outside and her friends told her we, we can't play. Um, so after a few days, I sent their moms a text asking if my daughter had done anything that she needs to apologize for or amend. I understood at that time that it could have had something to do with her lie and that it might take time to rebuild their trust. I basically just wanted to know if they knew why their kids wanted to exclude my daughter. They didn't know of anything, and within minutes, all of the neighbor kids were at our house asking my daughter to play with them. Issue solved. (laughs) Other than she still wanted to resolve her feelings of rejection. Um, Their actions affected her trust and her sense of feeling safe with them. Um, And that was resolved when she let her friends know how their lies made her feel. And they apologized, and she forgave them. And then, friends again. I believe that kids want to belong. They also want to do what is right, for the most part. To build and sustain trust for others, I think it's important to other kids to feel trusted. Um, I believe that kids are naturally good at heart. There may be some skills that they need to learn or things they don't quite understand yet, but for the most part, they follow our example. They learn quickly about healthy relationship practices or unhealthy. (laughs) Um, They learn about respect and communication or they learn to shut down or run away and avoid conflicts, which in my experience only causes us to hold on to problems. The lessons that, they, that they're learning right now in their relationships will aid or hinder them throughout their entire lives. We have conversations about emotions and empathy, trust, personal responsibility and personal boundaries, restitution, respect, um, including others. And these conversations are not just between me and my daughter, but between me and the moms in the neighborhood and at times the children, the other children that are involved. Fortunately for us, people in our neighborhood want to raise happy, emotionally healthy, responsible, and respectful children. It has also been a huge benefit for us to be able to do homeschooling with one of our neighbors. We are like-minded, 100%, I would say. We teach our kids about emotions, what they are, how they feel, why we have them. Um, We express our emotions respectfully and allow them to do that. Listen to others and respecting others' personal boundaries. Um, We apologize, make restitution, learn about, and and taking personal responsibility is important. Um, Open communication, mutual respect, mutual trust, and learning through experience how all of it works. So um, we don't just, we, we want to be able to walk them through these experiences and give them the opportunity to talk through these conversations on their own instead of jumping in and speaking for them. Sometimes I need to help my daughter a little bit with conversations, opening, opening things up or asking certain questions, but being by her side and supporting her through these, these um, crucial, I guess you call them crucial conversations. <laughs> They're not happy feeling conversations. But when you're a child, I would think it would be even worse, but it's actually not because they don't have all of the baggage that we have and the fears and the bad experiences that we've had with horrible, scary conversations. So um, these conversations are actually a lot easier for kids um, with a little bit of guidance. 
Now, but, you know, in cases where parents are not on the same page and learning how to get along and respect each other's boundaries together, and when doing that is not an option, um, bigger lessons are learned. Like, everyone doesn't have to like you in order for you to feel like you belong. And, and also, those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter, right? Dr. Seuss teaches that. <laughs> um, and what matters most to me is how you treat others, not how they treat you. I am sad when others treat you unkindly, but I am more sad when you treat them unkindly back. And I am ecstatic when you are kind to those who are unkind to you, because that is a really hard thing to do. And grown-ups even struggle with this one, and I've told her that recently. Some of the lessons that she's learned recently are lessons that um, grown-ups are learning, or maybe even some grown-ups haven't, haven't learned yet. But um, it's, some, it's hard things, but um, our, our kids are so resilient, so strong, and they all want to do the right thing. They all want to belong and help others to, to belong as well. There are times when the neighbor kids come to me to tell me of something that my daughter did that hurt someone's feelings. You know, it goes both ways. We have constructive, healthy group discussions. Every one of us, when someone comes to me, any of the children, they probably know by now that we will open up a conversation about it and we want everyone to feel safe and have the opportunity to talk through it and, and make things better. Everyone feels safe to feel and share what they feel and to have personal boundaries and respect and and protect the boundaries of others. In all the other times that our neighbor kids did something to isolate or exclude my daughter, she was able to talk to her friends about how they were doing, how how what they were doing felt, you know, X, Y, or Z, or standing up for herself respectfully. She finds friends who like her and who reciprocate respect and she avoids those who don't, or she makes them her friend. <laughs> These kids are learning adult ways of handling kid conflicts. She is friends with every kid on the block right now. This may change, but right now things are working out quite well. So I'm, I'm saying this not because I want to pat myself on the back or to toot my own horn, <laughs> but to give you encouragement. Really, I'm a huge advocate for children of um, how resilient they are and how easily easily they adjust to certain situations and really sharing the importance of teaching these things at a young age that they can have a full life of getting along and and, um, healthy communication and, you know, self-compassion, taking care of themselves, all those things. Um, And I guess more than anything, just... Um, some encouragement too that sometimes we we feel like what are we going to do when we give in and we say you know that it's some kids just don't like you or won't like you or we can be sad at you know the bullies or the mistreatments or whatever it might be but um, I'm here to say that that doesn't have to be and you can work things out um, in a healthy way whether it is with the other person and maybe other child and maybe their parents if you're lucky <laughs> or you just teach your child how to be resilient to these things and to be strong I'm, I'm sure there are way many way many I'm sure there are a lot of lot more lessons that we could teach on these subjects but um, these are some things that I have been thinking about with my daughter so 
Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a beautiful day.